Okay, so a uh, new approach to the podcast this week. Um, I'm actually driving while I record. Um, also, it's it's Thursday, and I have been kind of doing them on Tuesdays of late. Um, and I've just been super lazy and unmotivated, um, hence why it's now Thursday and I'm only recording now. And I thought um, I'll use my time wisely. Um, so I'm recording as I'm driving home from work. I'm currently I'm in a larger van this time from other van episodes. Um, it's a Citroen Citroen Dispatch. Is that what it is? It's not like it's not the big, big, big one. It's not the small one. It's the, it's the medium-sized one, like a small transit. This this matters. Um, yeah. So how how is everybody? Um, I'm fine. It's all, all good. Um, it's a very very muggy, warm day. Um, I have the wind, the driver's side window up because um, I think the wind noise will be too much. I'm not sure what the acoustics are going to be like because the I record this on my phone because um, I don't invest in audio equipment and it's just it's tucked into the uh, the sun visor here. So I don't know if, I don't know if you're going to pick me up at all, but we shall see. It's all an experiment. Um, but yeah, so I also have the, the driver's side window up because also the wind noise would that would be a step too far um, in the noise. Uh, obstructions um, but it's a muggy it's a warm muggy day in Dublin uh, sunny sun is shining lovely blue sky um, and it's according to the van's temperature gauge it's 22 degrees outside um, I'd well believe it I'd well believe it um, and I was looking at the forecast so it's, it's due to piss rain all day tomorrow because that's how Irish summers work um, August has been better than July uh, the washout that was July which was fucking crazy been slightly drier. Getting what am I? Why am I talking about the weather? No one gives a shit about that. Um, yeah. So how, how are you? I'm, I'm I'm okay. I'm good. Um, well, I have my little I have my notepad here with my sky blue uh, big pen. Not sky blue. What's I refer? Duck egg blue. Blue tack blue. Um, yeah. I was in I was in London at the weekend. Um, I went over for a pop concert. Um, Baldy James and the Alchemist. You must know. Hippity hop. Um, it was very good. Um, stayed in King's Cross, uh, the, the hub, the Premier Inn, the hub by Premier Inn in King's Cross. Um, and for a budget hotel, I would highly recommend it. Uh, very clean, very modern. Um, yeah, uh, but as ever, I thought a weekend. I went, you know, I was in on a Friday evening and came home on Sunday evening. Um, so I was there for the full weekend. Um, so some of the time, I was considering doing a doing a podcast a wandering podcast while I was there but I got I was too distracted by other things mostly eating and drinking um, so that's why I'm recording one now instead but um, yeah being over in London I, I expected to see an awful lot of um, interesting cars because um, it is usually a bit of a mecca for the uh, fancy and the wonderful and the sometimes not not so often seen especially from an Irish perspective um, and that's not to say I didn't see lots of good stuff now I didn't I just spent all my time wandering around I on the Sunday I had time to kill on Sunday because I went I got a late flight I had to check out my hotel obviously so I, I wandered down to the the SW1 to 3 general area which is usually where all the real fancy stuff is um, but yeah I, was, like, I wasn't tripping over stuff compared to other times I've been to London um, like you know, sometimes you see like you know, Zigato, special edition Zagato bodied things, and 
I already made it up because I saw it was a Gallo bodied. Was it a DB9 or a DB7? Last time I was there. Um, I saw, like, the last time I was there, I saw a, a street parked McLaren P1. Like, nothing that outrageous. Um, like, you know, I saw a Ferrari 458 Spider, but you'd see one of them in Dublin. Um, probably the most outrageous thing I saw was uh, a Brabus 700, which was a Brabus um, based on the Mercedes ML. And the Mercedes ML being a ridiculous car as it is, and then Brabus just make it more ridiculous. I assume the 700 refers to 700 horsepower, which is just too much. Um, yeah, you can't hate Brabus. You know, they're, they're so outlandish. You kind of have to have a bit of respect for them. But an ML, modified ML, is probably a step too far. Um, G-Wagons are bad enough, but an ML is the size of a small house. Um, and I, I imagine... It was on British plates. I imagine that that car spends all of its time pottering around the city of London and um, using about seven of that 700 horsepower. Um, but you know, dick swinging. There's a lot of collateral in that. Um, what else did I see? I saw a G Wiz. Um, that was kind of cool. Uh, I saw a manual um, E46 or whatever the nomenclature was for the compact during the E46 generation 3 Series. E46. 325i compact manual uh, 325ti manual um, that'll be a lovely little thing um, what else did I see that was well, the, the, the most, I think the most interesting thing I saw was a street parked um, 1925 3 litre Bentley um, that was cool Like you know, that, that's the kind of thing you wouldn't see anywhere else um, well, I don't think I have to think of anything else off the top of my head a couple of nice like a, a nice old Targa like a, definitely, a, I definitely had a restoration on it because the paintwork on it was immaculate. The inside was immaculate. Um, but yeah, not not the most outrageous. Again, I didn't I didn't spend a whole lot of time looking for cars. Um, I did a lot of walking around because I think that's the only way you can really see a city. I've done all the touristy shit in London several times before. I've been to London a strange amount of times. I know it's the nearest big city, really, to Dublin. But um, I don't know. I thought it was just I know I've known people who live there and yeah it is close by and it is, yeah, it is one of the great cities of the world um, I like visiting it I wouldn't live there um, it's a bit too much of a melting pot I think to live there and it's expensive it's exp- I, I did the trip on the cheap because I'm a cheap man but fucking hell it, I still managed to spend a shitload of money um, most of that was on alcohol now to be fair but even that like a lot of the alcohol I bought I bought from all licenses the weather was lovely. We did a lot of outside drinking. Um, I paid six pounds fifty for a pint of Guinness in a pub, and they served it to me in just like some fucking generic lager glass. Um, there you go. Them's the breaks. Um, but yeah, so compared to other times, not the most car. I was hoping to have loads of crazy car tales to tell and crazy shit that I saw. But no, not much. You would have seen everything I saw. I put all the interesting stuff on my on my uh, Instagram car underscore no sore c-a-r underscore n-o-s-a-u-r um yeah the bend up i post i did a post of the bentley because it was that cool and then all the rest is up on my story somewhere um i did see a i know most people won't give a shit about this but i saw a an actual scirocco or um because obviously you see, you see or line or or class whatever the fuck the, the sporty trim that they put on diesel um Volkswagen's overline, I think it's overline, but anyway, 
see a lot of them knocking around and yet they just end up being diesels um, but this was a genuine uh, Scirocco war so obviously based on the uh, well the, the Scirocco is based on the Mark V Golf the chassis um, but the uh, the the Scirocco ore would have been the same generation as the Golf the Mark VI Golf ore because um, that would be the first generation where they went to the 2 litre turbo the 4 pot turbo after the the glorious VR6 days of the R32 um, great sounding cars but um yeah, it was crazy. It's an it's a strange car because like obviously, if you don't like the look of the Scirocco, there's obviously something wrong with it. It's a, it's a great piece of design, um, and all all Scirocco's have the um, the the Mark V GTI chassis, so the independent rear suspension um, setup that's in the the, the GTI model. Um, so they all have nice, they all handle well and are, have a nice chassis. Um, but then obviously, yeah, this this has the same. I think it's. A, 280 nudging 300 brake horsepower four pod turbo and um, but the big difference between the Scirocco or and the Golf or was the Scirocco or was front wheel drive I, I don't know if they just did that just to differentiate it from the Golf and um, so it's like it's just like why would you bother and um, because you can get uh, a 2 litre TSI which essentially is a Golf GTI Scirocco um, and then if you're gonna go full blown ore, you'd probably just get the golf because the whole ore thing is about it being all wheel drive. Anyway, that's yeah, I'm getting yeah, so that that, that shows you how, how not incredibly significant um the London trip was that I got a Shrocko ore was one of the highlights. I'm sure I'm forgetting so I could scroll through the photos that I took, but then I'd have to take the phone out of the sun visor and you shouldn't hold your phone while you're driving. It's against the law. I never do it, of course. Um yeah, so that was the, yeah, the London trip. Um, the London trip was nice, just not a bit anticlimactic when it came to the car vibes. Um, I, I say, I'm obviously, I miss, I saw that the Mandelo Park um, Historic Festival, or whatever they call it, happened so the weekend away. Some, some, I missed it last year, and I don't know how many years it's been gone for now, two or three years. I haven't been to it yet, um, but I saw some footage of it on the social medias. Um, it looks like it was a good bit of crack. Um, they're obviously, they're trying to go for Irish version of um, the Goodwood Revival kind of I think um, I don't think it would ever be on the same level as, as Goodwood and um, we just don't have we don't have the infrastructure or the or the wealth of interesting vehicles on this island um, to compete with Goodwood but it looks like a fun day out historic racing cars going around racetracks and lots of other uh, fun and activities for the whole family um, I don't know if anyone went to it do let me know how it was because I must do my best to try and not book a holiday around the same time next year and um, actually attend because it does look good um, and another thing I missed then during the week as well is the Royal Irish Automobile Club had a charity um, car meet on a Wednesday evening of all, of all uh, times I think it was from like 3pm to 7pm in Marley Park um, which I really should have gone to because Marley Park is not that far from where I live Um and again, from social media, it looks like there was a decent uh, turnout of stuff. It looks like there was a Ford GT, um, amongst other interesting classic cars and such. Um, but I was helping a friend move house, um, and you know, those are some of those things. Those are one of the things you just have to you have to do for friends, isn't it? You know, be, not that I'm a burly man by any chance, but many hands make light work, or whatever that saying is. 
so I missed that as well yeah because um, I was being a I was being a good friend um, but yeah so it's kind of nice to see some interesting um, car events they are on the grow in Ireland um, I think the Dean Motors lads are having a uh, some sort of I think they're calling it carbs and coffee um, out in their new engine block, block place um, not this weekend but the weekend after um, yeah so it's good good to see a plethora of uh, of well organised um, car events happening in Ireland it's certainly a step above from when I was a youth um, there used to be a show in the RDS and at the, the good old days of the Phoenix Park races um, that was really our, our, our lot back in the day now you have cars and coffees all around the country every uh, once a month and yeah, there seems to be a new car show every every few days I'm rambling on um, yeah so yeah, that's, so it seems like I missed I probably, I probably would have had more of an entertaining car weekend had I stayed in the country rather than going to London but hey ho, so so be it. Um, quiet enough anyway. Um, really in the car world as well. Like there's no motors. There was no motorsport that, that I was aware of anyway that happened at the weekend. Um, F1 is still on its summer break. Um, I suppose like there's a lot of rumours going around with. There's, there's not a whole lot of drivers that are out of contract for next year, but they are still talking. You know, it's it's a very small, silly season. The only person really that is looks unlikely to have a drive next. Well. He might because he's American, but Logan Sargent is the only one who really has a question mark on him, and because he's been he's been outclassed by Alex Albon, who's who's clearly a fantastic race driver. Um, he has not a bad rookie season as Logan Sargent, but he still hasn't really done anything to make you go like, yeah, he's something special, or at least like you know he could be a decent midfield driver. I think um, I, he definitely deserves to do the rest of the season before anyone makes a decision on him, but. Um, other than that, because I think Perez has a contract until the end of next year. Um, Hamilton hasn't signed, but he will um, when Mercedes again. Um, the two Ferrari lads are signed until the end of next. Well, I think you know, I think um, you know, both, both Ferrari drivers at least until next year anyway. Um, Max obviously staying at Red Bull. Um, Stroll's not going anywhere from Aston Martin. Um, Alonso's still contracted there. Um, two Alpine drivers are contracted. Um, Bottas is contracted at Alfa Romeo. Joe isn't contracted, but it seems likely that he's just going to going to keep his drive. Um, he's he's been showing a decent form, um, especially up against Bottas, and he brings in some decent Chinese money. Um, and there will be a Chinese Grand Prix next year, where we've been, we've been pretty much guaranteed. So I think they'd want to keep a Chinese driver on the grid as well for that. Um, what other teams are there? McLaren lads. Um, they're contracted. Um, well, people are kind of going um, are, are murmuring that um, Norris is looking elsewhere but I think that was before um, McLaren kind of had to turn around this season um, your man John Elkin the CEO of, uh, of Ferrari seems quite enamoured by Lewis Hamilton and really wants to sign him for Ferrari but I don't think Lewis would ever want to drive for Ferrari it would just that would be a shit show um, other teams that are Haas again I don't think K-Mag is actually he might be out of contract um, I think Hulkenberg has, a, has another year um, but I think they'd probably renew K-Mag um, unless there's some rookie that comes along with lots of money because um, he hasn't had a great season especially up against um, against Hulkenberg but yeah so maybe uh, K-Mag could be another one um, at risk you could see actually see Logan Sargent going to Haas um, 
in being American and all. Um, what other teams are there? Who am I missing? Oh, Alvatari. Um, oh, Danny Ricardo is this apparently staying on till next year. Um, I don't know if Sonoda has a contract, but again, I'd be surprised if he left. They'll definitely keep him on. He's done enough to, to deserve his place on the grid. Um, so yeah, Logan, Sar- is, Logan Sargent seems to be the only one who's a very much a big question mark. Um, and there's a lot of people touting that maybe Mick Schumacher might get the drive because um, he is currently a Mercedes reserve driver. And for all intents and purposes, Williams now is the, is the Mercedes junior team. And James Vells now being the team principal there. He of uh, Mercedes uh, lineage. Um, and yeah... Mercedes supplied the engines to Williams and they always had a bit of a cosy relationship with drivers etc it'd be nice to see Mick to get, an, get another um, another chance at it um, I'm a big Schumacher fan um, he, he certainly showed improvement before he got the boot from Haas um, okay he didn't do anything overly spectacular but I think he needed a little bit more time and his time at Mercedes he may have gained a lot um, so we shall see um, so yeah, he's managed to stretch out a bit there about Formula One, even though not really a whole lot's happening. Um, I think so. It's not on this weekend. I think is it, are they back the weekend afterwards? Possibly. I think they're. Yeah, I think it's the last week of Monday in August. They're back. Um, so car news. Um, one thing actually, I, I didn't speak about last week, which I was going to. Um, so it's not really hot news. So I just kind of because I wanted to rush to keep it under half an hour last week. Um, but yeah, the the. The Amira i4, the four-cylinder uh, Lotus Amira, um, has officially been launched and given to journalists. Um, and yeah, it's mostly positive reviews. Um, the only thing being is that the, uh, the AMG four-pot um, that it shares with the, uh, the A45, um, it doesn't have the same amount of power as you can get in the A45. Um, and you just have to feel that that's just a cynical hold back of power so Lotus can um, bring out more powerful versions um, down the road because this will be the last combustion engine Lotus which is um, which is sad to see um, and also the automatic gearbox sounds like it's a bit shit because um, like, again it's the same gearbox that you get in the AMG um, the A45 so, so they took the hardware from Mercedes but the the software setup was left to Lotus and um, yeah, it doesn't seem like they've done the best of jobs in that sense. Um, you can't get it with the manual like you can with the V6. Um, but yeah, uh, but mostly yeah, it seems like a, a, a good, a decent uh, handles like a Lotus, as everyone says, and it's you know visually inside and outside it's identical to the um, to the V the V6 version. There's a one two four Spider, the newer one, the one based on the MX5. I see many of them. It has its roof down as well for Metro. Um, yeah, um, it has a horrible just plastic engine cover over the engine. I know it's only a turbo four pot, but I've seen a picture of it with the plastic taken off. If I owned one, I'd, I'd have the cover off all the time. There's a lot of mechanical gubbins going on, which looks kind of cool. Um, yeah, uh, and you know, it's it's more economical. Um, so yeah, there's a lot going for it. Um, if it's my money. I have a manual V6 in touring spec. Um, thank you very much. Although it's gone up, it's gone up a significant amount. It's gone up 20 grand sterling from when it was launched. It's supposed to be a 60-ish grand car, and now it's 80-ish. Um, which so like a four a four-cylinder Amira um, 
So I'm going to have to starting prices because, you know, this, all, all our information really comes from the UK media. Um, I think it's 82 grand, um, which I think is like, I think you can get a, a, a four-cylinder uh, Cayman for 20 grand less. And you can also get an A110, an Alpine A110 for 20 grand less. The Lotus does look great and I'm sure it handles beautifully and all, but would I have it over either of those two with that much of a saving? I don't think I could justify it. The V6, maybe, but then it's even, I think even a, I think a Cayman GTS, 40 or GTS, is, is, is slightly cheaper as well. So like, because you really overlook the Cayman, especially with a, with a six pot and a manual gearbox. Mm, I don't know. I do like the Amira, it's a good looking car, but I don't know. We shall see. Um, speaking of Lotus, actually, when I was in London, um, so I went by a Lotus dealership it was on a corner of I can't remember which street it was near enough to Hyde Park um, and they had an Amira in there one of the four cylinder ones but they also had two of the uh, the Electra the the EV SUV that they've just released which is essentially a Geely so it's probably it's, it's mostly the Volvo underneath um, yeah sad times um horrible looking car and it's not a Lotus at all it's Lotus in badge only um, sad times um, sad times it's not even built it's not even built in the UK it's built in China um, although other EV Lotuses Lotus sports cars will be will be built in, uh, in the UK is it Norfolk is that where um, Lotus are I think it is um, but yeah that's, that's what else is happening in the world um, oh did you see that, um, you know your man Niels van Roggi Roggi uh, Dutch guy who owns a design company um, became quite infamous when he started making estate versions of Tesla Model S's um, he's done a resto mod of uh, the, the OG Panda 4x4 the Panda 4x4 Sisley um, it's lovely look it up on, on the social media it's got a lovely kind of I think it's called it Azuro Blue um, and it's got a lovely like it, it, it's Aesthetically, it's, it's it's very close to the original, but just a little extra joie de, de vivre um, with good paint and nice materials for the interior. Um, and it's not that like, they, they've, they've only done one so far, but they do plan on, on doing a run of them. And I think it's I think it's thirty thousand euro, which I know is expensive for an old uh, Panda four x four, but it's essentially a brand new, higher quality Panda four x four. Um, it's a lovely looking thing. Look that up. Um, that's a wrestling model I could really get behind. Um, considering we look at like some like the Toman 205 um, Haggerty with uh, Henry Catchpole did a video on it there just, just the other day. Lovely, lovely thing. Um, you know, it, it's it's a pure 205, very close aesthetically to a standard car, um, but just made better. It's got 200 brake GTO, and it's the 1.6 shell, I think. Um, with sorry, no, it's a 1.9. Anyway, it's a it's, it's a 205 GTI with 200 brake, fancy coilovers, um, another trickery to the chassis, um, and new cams and blah blah, and exhaust system, blah blah blah. Um, lovely thing, but I think they, they start at 80 grand, and you can spec one up to about 130 grand again, sterling. 130 grand for a Peugeot 205 GTI. I know it'd be fantastic, but 130 grand that's a spicy, spicy meatball. Um, come on, come out. 
um, pulling into my local supermarket on the car park. It's possibly one of the worst car parks in the world. Um, nobody knows how to use it. And people just get so scared. There's people just walking around everywhere, parking wherever they like. It's a bit of a shit show. Um, yeah, um, so 30 grand for a for a resto mod, uh, Panda 4x4. Um, yeah, sign me up if I had 30 grand, which I do not. Um, right, I'm just going to park here in case this sounds like it's getting a bit... Um, if, uh, if I'm getting a bit stuttery here. Because um, this is a minute. Look at that for a fucking zombie war machine. Like some sort of... Look at a classic Range Rover. Um, I'd take a picture of that for you and put it on the Instagram, but there is a, go a guy sitting in it. And I'm going to park near it here. Don't pull up my... Oh, you fucking asshole. Ah, fuck it. Oh, sorry. You see, look, I've gone silent because this, this, I'm gonna I'll pull in. I'm gonna pull in behind this classic Range Rover. I'll get a cheeky snap of it for you. Um, has a 50-year badge on the back of it as well. It's on ZB plates. Um, sorry. It's good quality. Good quality content. Um, I'm gonna put up my passenger side window and roll down my one now. I'm parked. I can turn off the engine. There, now we're a little bit calmer. Um, so I'm going to take a picture of this, uh, of this Range Rover. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, what else is happening in the world of the car? Um, am I still recording? Last time I, took, I tried to use my, my camera, it stopped recording. We are still recording. 25 minutes in. This will be a short one. Um, so what else is there? Oh, the, the DB12 Volante has been, has been launched, you know. Lovely looking thing. It's the DB12 without a roof on it. Um, what else has there been? Oh, this made me feel old. Um, the other day, the, uh, the McLaren SLR um, celebrated its 20th anniversary. Um, they had a big event at the McLaren MTC to celebrate that. My God, 20 years ago. I know, we think back about it, because like, it was on a very early episode of the new, quote-unquote, Top Gear. Um, but it just, just doesn't feel like a 20-year-old car. Um yeah, so there you go. Now you feel old. Um, what else is there? Uh, what? Sh oh yeah, the 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 Bugatti Chiron um, now being out for a few years and coming near the end of its gestation period. We're going to have a, a sea of um, ridiculous special editions, and one that was just launched the other day. Give it a Google. It's called the uh, Chiron Golden Era. Um, so it's based on the is it the Super Sport? They're calling the Chiron one. The one the one with the long tail. Um, based on the one that did 300 miles an hour it's one of those with a gold paint scheme and then here's that classic Range Rover starting up and pulling up and oh, no, I was just a man moving around I was like that's very quiet if that started up it's just your man moving around inside it causing it to wobble um, yeah it's, it's got a gold paint job on it and then it has significant Bugatti models from over the eras um, oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, I was talking about a big giant it's a Mercedes Sprinter van Hang on, let's see if I can get a picture of it. Proper zombie spec camping machine. Uh, snap, there we go. I'll put that up on the Instagram as well. Um, what I'm talking about, yeah, and it has, a, it has a significant Bugatti's airbrushed on the side of it. It's incredibly tacky looking. Um, I won't say where the person who commissioned it is from. You can make your own assumptions in that sense. Um, 
what else has been uh, one thing I learned about I was flicking through an article about cars that never got developed um, a Mercedes 600 Coupe so, you know the Mercedes 600 you know grosser era that's the Mercedes 600 they did contemplate making a Coupe A version of it and there was a one prototype made um, that's worth that's worth googling as well look that up um, it would have been a cool cool car that would have been but um, decided not to bother and just invest all in, in the larger saloon versions um, and they had a bunch of coupes anyway um, and they, they thought it wouldn't sell but um, it's one of those things maybe it wouldn't have sold in period but if they existed now they'd go for silly money um, what other interesting stuff has happened um, uh, Roof um, the Porsche tuner Spectacular um, they launched two new models one I think is, is it called a Spider it's a it's a no windscreen two seater job um, with a norm, naturally aspirated um, four liter engine which revs out to 8.5 I think it is um, give that a google yourself as well um, I just I just give the, the, the news and then you have to look up the information that's how this works um, they also launched these are for Monterey Car Week which I think is happening this week is it? Pebble Beach and all that I think it's this weekend and then they also so based on this the CTR uh, 3 that cool um, very very modified Porsche 911 um, which doesn't look like a 911 at all anymore and um, they've modified it so much and um, they're probably it's the CTR 3 Evo um, I think it has like 800 horsepower now and you know will blow your socks off twin turbo 3.8 uh, flat 6 um, again give that a google um, it's all over the social medias. You'll see it. Um, cool thing. Roof, roof are cool. Um, it's a, it's a kind of, it's a brand. You can only really get into after you're done. If you're mega, mega rich and you've had many, many other cars. Um, but yeah, it's it's the, it's the the person who's had all of the Porsches and now needs something a little bit extra. I'd like to be that person someday. Um, yeah, and what else has there been? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I spoke about the engine last week, but uh, the Zenvo, Zenovo, Zenovo, Zenvo, that Dutch, Danish, sorry, um, supercar company, released their new model. So they've really, it's called the uh, Zenovo Aurora. Um, it's a good looking car. Um, it's kind of a mix mash of loads of other hypercars about carbon tub, gullwing doors. Um, front end's a bit iffy, but whatever. Um, it's a car that's. It, they're, they're, they're a company that's only nerds know about us car nerds um, they obviously sell a few of them if the company's still going and they're launching new models um, but yeah it has a quad turbo um, V12 with a bit of hybrid assistance um, I think it's making something ridiculous some ridiculous four figure horsepower um, yeah I think that's really about it for car news it's, as I said it's been fucking slow it's been a slow week generally um, I'm going to Paris next week um, I'm not really what, sure what to expect on the car front there and um, we're going for just a, a holiday um, I'm hoping I'll be tripping over loads of French tat um, but we shall see um, I might try and rec- I might record one I might record one so I'll be th- uh, coming back the Thursday of next week um, so maybe while I'm sitting around the airport waiting to go home I'll record my next episode and I'll have, maybe I'll have some interesting French related car um, wankery to, to talk about um, this has been a particularly boring episode I do apologise um, I hope the uh, the the van driving uh, experience wasn't too terrible um, but yeah I'll wrap it up now um, I'm sure I'm forgetting stuff that I should have said I don't have a a classified um, 
car of the week because I didn't look up anything up. I'll give you a song of the week though. Um, so that gig I went in London, Baldy James and the Alchemist. Um, check out one of, one of their tracks. Um, look up Turpentine by Baldy James and the Alchemist. Um, it's good if you like hip hop. It's a cool kind of underground uh, hip hop tune. And do I have? I don't have a YouTube channel again because I didn't when you reached in. But one thing I did find the Internet Archive, which is a tool I don't think anyone, any of us utilize enough. But I typed in F1 into it and I found an hour and a half documentary about uh, the 1995 preseason and how teams were dealing with uh, the new regulations. Um, that's an interesting watch. So go to the Internet Archive, type in F1 1995 documentary. I'm sure it will come up. Um, yeah, so that's have I kept it under half an hour? Or have I just, I've just nipped over half an hour this time. Um, again, yeah. Sorry again for the, the poor quality of this, but I wanted to record a podcast and try and, try and keep on top of them. Um, so yeah, if you have been listening, I love you very much. And um, until we speak again, be safe, be well. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.